Welcome to the Playmaker Podcast, a podcast for people who want to sell differently. Playmakers wage war against traditional sales and win. Remember, success is just one play away. Welcome, everybody, to the Playmaker Podcast. Had an exciting week um, talking to clients. It's so interesting. Um, sometimes the stars align. You, you go and visit a client, and you're like, um, you pitch them on something that you know to be true, but you're not sure how to actually do it. Uh, and then the next morning, you jump on with an individual for a podcast, and that person gives you to the very gives you the very answer that you were proposing to the client. Um, uh, with no solution the the previous day, and that has exactly what happened this morning. Um, and we got a we got an interesting guest, um, the chief customer officer at Big Willow, Neil Passero. Neil, how are you? I'm doing well, Gabe. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, so Neil, Neil and I have been going back and forth for I don't know, man. It's been a couple of months here. Um, I'm glad we were finally able to get it. And like I said, it's timing is perfecto. Um, perfecto. I don't know what that was. The, the timing is perfect um, as we start to think about stuff that really I think can be a game changer in the sales process. And it all starts with a with a, a flow of data. So want to get into the topic at hand in just a minute. But before we do, Neil, can you tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your background and what you guys are doing over there at Big Willow? Sure. So I've been working in sales and marketing for a long time. In the early 90s, I helped support uh, Mark Benioff, Larry Allison, and Tom Siebel doing all of their presentations. Uh, that was a fun, exciting time where I got exposed to a lot of, a lot of fresh ideas and saw Mark Benioff launch uh, Salesforce.com. And uh, I'm proud to say Tom Siebel even offered to fly me on his jet one time back in the old days. After, <laughs> I after, love it. After working um, as a consultant and, and in a small business, I, I helped to start Serious Decisions back in 2002, where we had no clients and no data. After uh, six years there at the helm, leading the sales organization, uh, we became the industry thought leaders, introduced the lead waterfall and MQL, SQL, lots of terms and concepts and best practices that people are using today. What I found, though, through my experience is that it's, it's sometimes kind of uh, uh, a miracle when all these great tools and all of these tools are amazing. Salesforce.com, Eloqua, Marketo, all of the amazing data sets that are out there. It's an incredible miracle when all of the stars align and when a program goes out, uh, a customer is ready, the tools track the engagement and all these pieces flow together to create this ideal vision that uh, the, the creators of the sales tools uh, and, and marketing tools introduced. It's a miracle when an MQL comes out of the system that's ready, that closes in a quick linear fashion. So what I, what I realized is that it was time for something new. And I went looking for fresh ideas on how marketers and how salespeople can find, engage, and convert their clients better. And that led me to joining the team at the Big Willow, where I'm now a partner and one of the uh, executives, and, and having a great time uh, learning every single day in a new era of intent-based marketing and selling. Yeah, interesting. Um, that's right. So you've you've got the title of Chief Customer Officer. I may have misspoken uh, previously, and we talked about that. So your you're, you're, company's not too big, um, and you're out of... You're out of Colorado, is that right? 
Uh, the company is based in Connecticut. Oh. And uh, yes, we are relatively small, but we've been in business for five years and uh, we're profitable. And I'm happy to announce, actually, we just closed our uh, latest round of funding. Hey, congratulations. That's always a big step in the right direction, uh, especially if you're profitable, as we know. <laughs> so, you know, that's gotten trickier with tech companies in the last few years. Um, uh, conversation for a different time. Anyways, um, so uh, it sounds like you already given us uh, kind of something unique about yourself. Um, you were invited to... to to do something a little more interesting or, or around kind of a private jet, but is there something um, outside of business uh, that you love to do, you're passionate about, your favorite hobby, um, something unique to yourself? Well, sure. You know, I'm, I'm pretty active. I have, I have a four-year-old child who's getting into skateboarding and mountain biking. So I've actually picked up a skateboard after 30 years, and I have been uh, seen around the Bay Area skateboard parks here uh, with my kid, out there relearning how to how to skateboard and it's been it's been quite fun interesting all right well if i'm ever in the area i'll keep my eyes out um so i want to get into the topic at hand um you know we were talking about oh, some of the interesting things going on with behavioral and intent data um and i love this idea of you know this question you pose you know gabe how many deals are you missing right now um, can we start there just for a minute? And wh- wh- why, do you, why do you bring that question up as kind of a foundational element to the things you've discovered in your work with Big Willow? Well, hey, I'd like to give a shout out to Tim Wackel, who you uh, interviewed on the program here. That guy is a genius about asking the right types of questions, open-ended questions that have context that elicit a thought. I think that this is a really great question. And allow me to be a little controversial. Uh, I think today we live in a world of inside out marketing and selling. We are gathering data, we're putting it into CRM, we're putting it into marketing automation, we're guessing at who we should be talking to, Uh, we are guessing at what we should say to them, and we are forcing buyers in this sort of hostage-like content marketing paradigm of, you must give me your name uh, in order to receive my content. I think buyers are uh, tired of that paradigm. And by the way, they have so much choice today that it's really a strategic requirement to rethink how you engage the marketplace. So we ask, how many deals are you missing right now where your real buyers are not in your CRM system, not responding to your marketing programs, not on your website, but who are out there on the web getting educated, researching about you, your brand, the problems you solve, maybe your competitors. Maybe they don't know about you, but they know about your space. How many people are out there right now doing research that yield deals that you could be engaged with? If you could find that, engage that, you could do a great yeah. job of growing your funnel, widening yeah. your funnel. No, 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 no. Let's Okay, so you've opened up a little bit of a kimono here. So you mean to tell me, Neil, that people <laughs> – I'm coming at you. I'm Here I come. Um, that you mean to tell me right now you, you believe that people don't know who they're going after. I mean it's a little bit of a – it's a little bit of a emperor has no clothes. I mean um, you've got sales and marketing people more or less just kind of picking random people 
and throwing stuff at them and seeing if the dart will stick is because you kind of had the two part equation here, right? You kind of talked about where we are and then you talked about where we're going. I want to just stick on this where we are for a minute. Can yeah. you speak a little bit more about that? Because that is a little controversial. I might be a little bit offended about that. Give me a little more. Sure. So we have been marketing and selling from inside out for uh, 15 years since since CRM uh, and marketing automation really started to hit their stride and people adopted that. Um, we have been uh, using data to, to try to determine who we should talk to. And we've been batch and blasting in advertising. We've been batch and blasting in emails and we have been cold calling out. Now, tools like Inside Sales and others uh, are helping. We're using this data and applying machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence to this inside data set to start to find the patterns within it and to be smarter about our outbound efforts. And that's a fantastic paradigm. Now, imagine you marry this first party data and third party data like what InsideSales.com provides to the marketplace, intelligence on when to call, who you're missing at the account that you should be calling but is not in CRM. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's a great first step. Now, layer on top of that, this account that you're trying to figure out uh, if they're interested or not, how about if you could see if they're actually out there reading about you or your competitors right now? That's the type of third-party buyer intent data that the Big Willow develops. And we help uh, our clients apply this with data science to uh, figure out who's in the market, who is uh, of your total addressable market, who is actually your total interested market, those people that are ready to engage with a salesperson now, somebody who's ready to engage with an inside salesperson now, somebody who's ready to start to get emails. We help to score companies across that buyer journey continuum and help you contextually engage with the marketplace where they are. Rather than force them into your factory, we help to facilitate an engagement that's based on where they are and what they're interested in, and that's a game changer. Okay, okay, okay. So um, you're giving me chills here. I've got, I literally have some chills. It's not the big chills. It's the it's the medium chills, but nonetheless, I've got some chills here. So um, um, guys, I, th- I think Neil's on to something here. Um, I was teasing him a little bit with being controversial, but... Um, he's hit a pain point. I want to just see if I can um, dive into that pain for a minute, right? I was just at a company um, in Dallas yesterday. And, um, you know, the thing that people are doing, and and it seems, uh, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm feeling like maybe there's four levels here um, of kind of, let's go with the strategic outreach initiative. So level one is I'm a sales rep and I literally lick my finger, stick it in the air, and then press a button on my computer, decide who I want to go after with some sort of initiative, campaign, outreach, sequence, whatever you want to kind of refer to that as. That, that's level one. Level two is um, somewhere, somehow, I have some sort of basic Eloqua Marketo type of interaction data. Like um, the problem is that's so buried, right? <laughs> like you and I were talking about. I don't know if that's even a level because truthfully, to get access to that, you literally have to go into every individual account and see what's going on with them, and then you target them. I don't. That may not actually even be a level. Level three, but let's go with it for a minute. Level three is where you use some sort of predictive um, 
and again, machine learning ability to actually quantify and say, hey, these are my target accounts because data science is eliciting and telling me that these guys have the biggest or highest propensity to buy from me. Um, and that's that's kind of where advanced companies are stopping. What you're advocating, what you're suggesting is taking that to a next level and saying, what if I could, with your top 50 accounts that have high propensity to buy, or, you know, and, and truthfully, let's look at your top 200 accounts, right? Or maybe accounts that aren't on your radar, they're more C type of accounts for you, but you add in this layer of engagement or intent data that says, oh my goodness, ding, 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 these guys are reading, experiencing, digesting, uh, and you will get into a little bit as to maybe what some of those words mean, but they're participating or actively looking at some of the things associated with your brand, which is a signal for you to say, oh my goodness, they're not only a target account, but they're engaging with me. Now I trigger this kind of initiative or outbound uh, sequence and I've got kind of that magic, you know, this synergy happening of great propensity to buy, active in interest, and then and then I basically hit them. Is, am, am I catching that right, or would you agree or disagree with that kind of four-step, four-level process? I think you're absolutely right, Gabe, uh, on steps one, uh, two, and three. Uh, the rep licking his finger. You know, that's how I built serious <laughs> decisions from scratch. Back in uh, 2002, you know, uh, LinkedIn didn't exist. We had Hoover's and I had a phone and I had email um, and we built a business that way. So yes, that's, that's the old days. Then marketing automation came in. And uh, the, the thing is, is today your buyers have so many choices. They're not clicking. They're not giving Eloqua Marketo the, the intent signals because they don't respond to the campaigns. They're not actually clicking on those links. And that's what gets registered inside of marketing automation to start to build up a score. Yeah, that's you're right. That's part of the problem is it's a pretty limited behavioral score, right? You're, you're saying because that, in, that, that behavior data is literally if they've interacted with like an email or a web page or a, a webinar or something, but that's not, not to say that doesn't happen. So I, I would probably argue not to say that doesn't happen because I f- still feel like it happens. But to your point, it's pretty limited in its engagement data. And I'm probably doing a lot of other things that would lead to higher intent or behavior that we're not capturing. Is that fair? Or do you kind of really believe like, Gabe, honestly, I don't think people are engaging as much with your eBooks and your downloads and your emails because it's so spammy. They're doing whatever they want to do. That, that's, that's pretty accurate. And I, I would say, you know, it's, it's not so much the spam, but it's the fact that in every single market, every single VC has funded a company in anything that's successful. And that's, that's a big challenge that, that we as SaaS companies face, uh, more competitors uh, and marketers face because there's tons of great content. Buyers don't need to click. They can find stuff out on the web. They can peruse the web unchaperoned. Uh, and and learn a lot. Fair, fair, and one fair. of our customers, the head of sales at, at one of our clients said, nothing good happens when one of my prospects is going for six months across the web unchaperoned. We need to find these people earlier. Wow. And in their case, we helped them do that. Powerful. And within eight months, they were closing big power, big deals with Bank of America, with SAIC, uh, after just eight months, uh, closing business, uh, working together with us. Interesting. Okay, so... Um so I'm 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 sticking with you, Neil. So I do feel like you're on to something. Something's pretty pretty powerful about this concept. Can you 
Um, I want to double click and then I want to get into this idea a little bit of sales and marketing. You mentioned a little earlier about this controversy between those two and how we can start to maybe think through that a little bit more. And if I'm misspeaking, that's okay. But I wanted to just dive a little bit into when we talk about behavioral or intent data, can you just d- double d- double click on that for a minute for the audience? Because most of us think when you say that, yeah, Eloqua score, when they, when they click on my link, when they, they download my content. What other pieces of, of behavior are you capturing that are not what, what I just said? Sure. So today the buyer goes out to the web. They, they go to Google first and they start to search. They, they've got a problem and either they really know what their, their problem is or they are trying to solve what they think their problem is. And they end up all over the web poking around and they're reading about very explicit topics that may align right directly with what you sell, but they're also looking at adjacent things that lead to what you sell. So for instance, uh, somebody researching salesforce.com, that's a big company that is maybe a manufacturer and a little bit slower, in terms of adoption, looking for salesforce.com today, well, that's a great prospect for insidesales.com to be uh, approaching because you know they've got a large direct sales team. They might even uh, you know, have centers of excellence that, that they are uh, building out. And so when you see them reading about salesforce.com, reading about marketing and sales excellence and reading about predictive analytics, uh, they might not know inside sales, but you can see from the signals that this is a great company that we should be engaging with because they're on the path to come to us. And this is where uh, you can get ahead of your competition by using buyer intent data to identify these folks that are either explicitly reading about you and your competitors by brand name or your topic in the solution area that you sell uh, by, by concept or these adjacent concepts you can help to build your pipeline a lot more effectively and and cut out the guesswork. So you were talking about the four levels a few moments ago, about level three of using predictive uh, machine learning and AI to to quantify uh, intelligence around what I'd call the known, the, the people that you do know, the people where the data is in your system so that you can start to make inferences if this company is in an industry It's similar to many that you've got or that's in the InsideSales.com data set. You can tell what to do with it. Um, A lot of companies choose a large account list and say, okay, this is our top 2,000 or so that we're going after. Uh, Let's charge. And everybody gets a couple hundred accounts and we go after it. Now, the problem with that approach is that those 2,000 may be great fits, but they're not interested They don't give a a crap. You made a great statement. Can you repeat that line? What was you said? Not target accounts, but interested accounts, or what? What was that line you mentioned earlier? Yeah. So a lot of people have a total addressable market that they go after, and that's the first step. They they select accounts like that, and then they go to gain intelligence about those accounts. We say flip that on its head. Get intelligence about the total interested market first, and look and build see that into the equation. Yeah, almost. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this way you end up with, say you have 2000 named accounts, you find the 500 or the the 750 that are your interested accounts. But you know what? You end up finding more accounts that you had not named, but that do have fit 
and that are interested. And that's the eye opener. So you end up actually with the 2000, but it's not the 2000 that you guessed at. It's the 2000, half of which you guessed at and half of which are maybe an, an industry that you thought was uh, somebody you should go after. One of our clients thought that the education market would be a great one for them to penetrate. They've been talking about it for years. We started working with them and we came to the table. We said, hey, we're, it's summertime, uh, 2016. We're seeing all of these EDUs popping up and reading about you and your competitors and your space. And they were like, wow, we always thought that the higher ed would be a great place to go, but we never could quantify it. Now they have data and they have intelligence around which of the you know many, many higher ed uh, universities and colleges around the United States are interested, then they could go after that intelligently and apply their resources. So this is an efficiency play uh. as well as an effectiveness play. And that's really, really important. Uh, it's ideally in the ideal world, we are both for a client. We're both helping to drive efficiency, save costs, save time, as well as helping to close deals faster and drive effectiveness. Most of the time, we're doing one of the two in the in the you know holy grail environment. We're doing both at the same time. Yeah, interesting. So one of the problems we see, Neil, and I've been debating it with some people here on LinkedIn. I was looking at that earlier this morning. Somebody posted something about you know lead scoring and. I was as as usual with trying to <laughs> as usual, I was trying to piss people off or something, and so I said lead scoring. God, what did I say, man? I can't remember, but something to the tune of I'm like lead scoring kind of has turned into a disaster because it it's uh, it's just dumbed down sales reps. Uh, we ask them to just believe something that they don't know anything about. They they don't know what it is. They don't know what it's made of. And so number one, I think a lot of reps aren't actually following because they look at this black box and say I don't trust it and then number two um, even if they do kind of trust it they have no talking points they they, they want to reach out to this lead or contact or account but they're like and it's an a account but they don't know what that means and you know how to actually utilize that um, how do you get around that I do believe that is a problem and how can intent data can you actually get it to a place unlike a uh, market, uh, a marketing score. Um, can you actually get it in the hands of reps and make it actionable, or does it just sit in a score that makes people know that I am this company's engaging with me? But again, I have no freaking clue as to what's going on. Yeah, that that's a great point, Gabe. I I think that reps want way more than just a score. Uh, I I had the privilege of setting up Marketo and Eloqua at some of the largest companies in the world uh, during my career. And what I found is that those lead scoring models uh, are great, but the fact is they change relatively quickly and they're very difficult to maintain and keep up. So they kind of go out of date. The, the concept is great, uh, the technology is great, but the process associated with keeping them up to date uh, is hard to manage. So my, my position is that your sales reps are your greatest predictive engine that you've got. Uh, some people think that their software is incredibly uh, uh, predictive on the marketing side. I think that sales reps are really smart about picking and choosing their battles so that they can they can go and find uh, opportunities that that look and feel and, and, and sound and smell right to them. And with tools like InsideSales.com to point them to what times of the day uh, to call, 
uh, who's missing from the CRM. These are great enablers to help uh, smart salespeople do their job. Right. Now, no, no, on- no, no doubt about that. But to your point, you got to have that. You want to be reaching out to, to absolutely, you know, the right people. Obviously, the right time is important, but if it's the wrong person or if you can double down on what the right person actually means, I think it can add add, add a ton of value. So um, I'd agree. Interesting. And, and what, yeah, keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to add what we're able to do is not just score an account based on the number of people, the number of offices uh, that are out there reading about a specific topic. What we look at is page content consumed over time. And we basically look for the volume of that content, as well as the velocity of that content. So when people start to read a little bit about a concept, we're able to say, okay, this company is in the early stage. They're just starting to read about these topics um, and they're getting educated. Then their behavior change and the time frame shrinks and more people start to get involved. That's the buying committee. That's the account-based everything model, the account-based selling model that we're looking right. for. We're trying to find the group of people that are doing the research and our data is able to point to the company as a first step to say, hey, there's a lot of people at this company that are reading about this specific topic. And uh, and and now we can give that data, not only score the account and go get the people. It's, it's pretty easy to find the people data these days. Uh, but what we don't have is who to call first of, of the thousands of, of people in our total addressable market. We haven't selected the accounts well. So intent data can help to prioritize accounts as well as give the talking points because we're seeing that they're they're reading about uh, Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. one topic versus another. And that helps us to engage and be relevant in our advertising, in our email subject lines, and of course, in the first five seconds of our conversation when we get somebody live on the phone. That precious first five seconds where we really establish credibility and differentiate ourselves uh, to that very, very busy prospect that we happen to have uh, you know, gotten on the phone. Got it. Wow. Interesting. Well, Neil, our time slowly comes to an end here. Fascinating conversation. Again, very, very timely. I think you guys are really on to something. Um, a big need that I think will just help organizations kind of take it to the next level. I'm interested to kind of take it to the next step and get a get a feel and see for myself. So if someone wants to get a hold of you or, or learn a little bit more about Big Willow, what's the best way to do that? Sure. You can find us online at thebigwillow.com. And uh, I am Neil Passero at the Big Willow. That's neil.passero at thebigwillow.com. Anybody can uh, find me on LinkedIn and I'd be happy to, uh, to, to speak. And, and, and Gabe, I'd be remiss if I didn't just uh, you know, share a, a brief bit about the voice of the customer here. This is real. There are real companies like Commvault, who is the 2016 Serious Decisions ROI award winner, who is actually doing this. They've been doing this for years with us. Um, and their CEO called out uh, the Big Willow and the work we did with the marketing team on a public earnings call in 2016 and said, this is how our sales reps are getting ahead of the competition, using this data, using digital marketing intelligently to engage people that are interested in what we're doing and focusing all of our precious, precious resources of money and time and people on the accounts that are interested uh, versus just guessing. So, you know, this is real and uh, we've got lots of great visual uh, video stories on our site that uh, might be interesting to the the community. Awesome. Well, hey, man, really appreciate it. Um, excited for the audience. I think that's some some quality content. 
definitely check it out. I do think uh, as you're thinking about strategic outreach initiatives, you got to bring in this in- intent data. Neil makes some very, very compelling points. So for the audience, remember, success is just one play away and have a fantastic day.